Welcome to the Mentality Podcast. Today we have got one of my teammates, one legend of the game actually, it's Trent Merrin, an Aussie international, a player who has been in the midst of State of Origin, won games with the Blues over there and he's been on a real journey over his career. He is now on a mission for Leeds Rhinos and I had the chance to sit down with Mez for a good, good hour and spoke about different things. I thought really interesting things coming from a rugby league player. Mez is all about expressing yourself. We quiz Trent Merrin a little bit on his weird uh, improvisational dancing. The rhino we've seen over here looks like a bit of a shark or looks like a bit of a, a cockerel. No one was sure what it was, but Mez was awesome and um, he really brought life to our winning song. He shared a lot of insight for us all to use in our daily life and what he's been through. Really felt like I knew him a lot more actually after that, that podcast and that chat, which is why I love doing him so much. And I think listeners will get a lot from this to understand where he's come from, what he's had to deal with, and what he looks to to dive into now, what, he, what his interests are now, and also some plans that we may have in progress for a little bit later in the year. But I'll leave that to I'll leave that for you to find out in the podcast. And without further ado, we will jump into Hello. Come in. What's up, mate? Yeah, mate. Uh, just, no, just a quick one. Is this uh, where I'm looking to get a house? Is there anywhere you know I could? You're looking to buy a house or get? You're a... looking to buy one. Buy yeah. One. Yeah. You're in the wrong place, mate. Okay. Because... Well, where do I need to go? Do you need a mortgage? Oh yeah, definitely. Are you a cash buyer? I need a mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you need a mortgage, mate. No I idea where people. to go. Andrew Quinn is a good mate of mine. He is the director of Response Mortgages. When I was 18 years old, mate, I. Um, didn't have a clue what to do with mortgages. I didn't understand what was going on a few years ago when I needed to remortgage my house. So with the ongoing relationship I have with response mortgages, I gave them a shout, mate, and they held my hand through the whole process and did everything seamlessly. And paying the price for a seamless process in buying a house, I can only recommend it. I can I can't recommend it highly enough, Paul. Sounds fantastic. So check them out. Brilliant, thank you very much. What's this, by the way? Is this, uh... this is Mentality Podcast. Oh, brilliant. And they help support? They help support a movement where you talk about mental health just the same as challenging your physical health. Brilliant. So it's two birds in one stone. Two birds in one stone, bite. Thank you very much. I'll get this house. See you later. Catch you later. Welcome to the Mentality Podcast, Trent. Thanks, mate. Good it's to have you on, thing. mate. You've you've dodged it a few times, haven't you? <laughs> it's a bit it's a bit been a bit nerve wracking for Mez because I've asked him a few times and had to, he's had to you know clean out his garage or do some other stuff and and, and get around it. But we finally got him sat down. Mate, now you've had superstars on here and you've just tried to fit me in around them. So. <laughs> yeah, we've got him in like just in an hour slot, just around everyone popping in. But it's class to get you on, Mez, because I, I when Mez came over. He's an Aussie lad, he's a good player, great background in, in the Aussie game. You came over, mate, and you brought a spark to the team, but a positive spark as well, and I liked it. And I could tell that you, you had had a bit about you like that. And um, I just wondered for the mentality listeners and also your live Instagram followers now, if you could give a bit of a background on you, background in the game, where you grew up, um, and how it's come to... You playing for Leeds Rhinos? Yeah, thanks, mate. That's right, mate. Good intro, mate. You're a good mate. You're a good <laughs> lad. Good. You're a good lad, basically. Yeah. No, nah, thanks, Stevie. Um, yeah, mate. It's 
it's been a it's been a journey so far to be honest um obviously I had a good stint in the NRL and I loved every minute of it and um it got a bit shady uh at the back end of of my season at, at Panthers last year and um yeah I, I had an opportunity to um move over here uh, obviously I, I personally it was probably sooner rather than I, I thought it'd be so mm-hmm. um I had to do what was right for me at the time. It was more about my my mental health and my my happiness. Yeah. I had to weigh a few things up there, and um, yeah, we me and my partner made the choice to to get away from from the bubble that I've been mm. been a part of for fifteen years, yeah. um, and travel to the UK, mate, and, and test new waters. So um, yeah, mate, it, it's it's been very testing. It's been um, it's been a challenge so far, but. I th- everywhere I've gone, um, w- with lifestyle, with with family, or or with career, um, I've always wanted to take it with both hands, um, embrace the challenge, and grow from the op- opportunity. And I've seen that as soon as I walked in the doors here. That um, we had such a young squad. Um, the the past of of Leeds Rhinos was so passionate and so much success. And there's a lot of players there that that drew that success to the club. And like you know, a lot of those players have left now and left the void for for players like yourself and mm. and the younger boys coming through. And um, that 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 excited me. I think I had the same sort of challenge at the Panthers when I when I went to the club. Um, I was a young crop of of boys, and it's a it's a great opportunity to try and help yourself and other younger players coming through grow. So yeah, it's, it's been a challenge so far, mate. Um, probably haven't started the way we'd like to, but um, that's that's all part of the growth period and, and a part of learning and part of growing. Yeah, it's part of a transition, isn't it, mate? Uh, especially at this point, I think. Still trying to get to know each other as players and, and this helps because I want to sit down for an hour, an hour and a half for you, mate, and and we're going to get into some stuff, some knowledge that you've, that you've learned. Um, just for um, your background, mate, in Oz, so can you go through the clubs that you played for in Penrith, um, what you've done with Australia, you're an Australian international, and also um, dig into some times to, to origin as well? Yeah, mate. Now, um, like I said at the start, it's been a massive journey. Um, I think a lot of people need to pause for a minute in their life and, and have a look back and, and see how well they've done and, mm. and seen the challenges they've been able to overcome and, and move forward with. And, um, mate, my story is, is, is probably – it's inspirational to myself, to be honest, to look back on. And um, as a young chubby kid growing up in, in Newtown, which is in Sydney, yeah, um, yeah I used to – Get up early with my old man. He was he was my driver when I was a kid to to um, succeed and and put uh, plant that seed at such a young age. And I was a very big boy growing up. And yeah. um, it, just the work ethic that he instilled in me as a kid. Um, how how get, do you think he did that? How do you think he did that as a, as a youngster? He was um, yeah. my old man. He used to train first grade teams um, right. with South Sydney. He used to do the junior program there and. and um, be the head trainer there. So he always had that instilled right, in him, yeah, yeah. that hard work ethic. He was always a hard worker at work as well, um, driving cement trucks around and delivering concrete. Yeah, yeah. And that. So you so, saw that. So I was, I was around it and um, he used to get me up in the mornings at about 4.35 when I was about 10 and take me for road runs. Um, mm. We used to do about 3K road runs every every second day in the morning before school. And then after school we'd go in the backyard. He used to go around, I don't know if you call them garage sales here or, or boot sales and um, get some old gym equipment and, yeah. and fix them up and, and put them in the backyard and used to flog me there after school too <laughs> before we went to footy training. So um, I was always around fitness and, and a healthy mm. lifestyle 
with my man. He wasn't probably the best um, mentor in, in diet. He, um, yeah. he always had the old school mentality that you have to train, eat big to train big. So yeah, yeah. he was big on his carbs back then, which, yeah. which really didn't help me as a kid. <laughs> didn't but, get his genetics then. Mate, it's... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely carried on through to <laughs> yeah. still struggling. Yeah. Class. But um yeah, mate, that, that instilled um a lot of work ethic in, in myself. And um to be honest, when I was young I didn't really do it for, for rugby league. I did it for my dad. It was mm. to, to make him proud. There was mornings there, mate, I cried and used to force me to get out of bed and and run the streets. But um it only took me I think it took me a few years. I, I missed out on um Young uh, junior programs with South Sydney yeah. didn't make um, those teams in, in rugby league. I wasn't the best player at all. I was, mm. I was probably about six plays behind the best player. And um, but my work ethic was always there. Um, yeah. So I missed out on a few teams growing up. And then I think it, I come into my own when I was about 16, 17, We moved down to the south coast, which is where the St George Elroy district is. Mm. Um, and I tried out for SG Ball. Um, and I missed the opportunity there due to my body weight as a, as a kid. Um, that was one area that, that really held me back from those opportunities I feel now. Um, I wasn't educated in that area. Yeah. But um, it wasn't until I made the, the year, the next year following that um, in the Estra board team when I was 16 to, um, to really get a grip of what professionalism is. Mm. Um, I worked really – that was the biggest calling when I missed out in the year before. Um, I worked my ass off to – to put myself in the best position to make that team and yeah. I did and I took it with both hands and excelled from that year into the Toyota Cup. Um, I got player of the year for my first year there and the, and the following year and that following year I made my debut for, for the Dragons in NRL and it's been a dream ever since, mate. Yeah, class. So you've been through, been through the mill there and there's also some, I guess there's some failures upcoming I can remember as a young lad I was just talking about this the other day um I can't remember I must have been 12 or 13 but we used to over here we used to have like Yorkshire camps and we'd get all play 40 players from from Yorkshire from junior amateur teams and then everyone would go to it was St Peter's boarding school in York and you'd get 40 kids going over and you'd have a Yorkshire camp um and from the three days of training and, and the game at the end, they'd pick a Yorkshire team to go and play at the national camps and then you go do the same thing for so the national daunting, team. So daunting, eh, with 40, 40 kids around you. Yeah, de yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I remember that being a time where I just went to this Yorkshire camp and I didn't get in the Yorkshire team. And um, I can remember being fuming. So like... That oh, drive you? Yeah, de massively, yeah. massively. Massively, because it was the first time I'd not really got on a team. And um, I also... Looking back, I can remember I was fuming and angry because I'd not been the best version of myself. You know, that, mm. at that point, I'd not played the best and not expressed myself yeah. the most. So I, I definitely do think that there's there's a kind of perception. You might be players for, like yourself. You come over to, to lead as you know as a, as a, a big signing, and you've um, you've played you know some of the biggest stages in the world. But there's a perception where. People think you, you've probably not failed to, to go on the way, but I think you'd, you'd probably say different. Yeah, I would, mate. Um, I've learned so much from my failures. Mm. I'm a boss. I'm so humble because of my failures. I think they they definitely set the the cornerstone up of, of, of my career. And yeah. um, 
and saying that as well, it's it's the people you surround yourself with as well. I probably yeah. wouldn't have um, kicked on if I didn't have my family around me and, and the most positive people around me to yeah. to keep me driving and to keep me hungry to to keep moving on. Mm. Um, but definitely, mate, like you said, um, it's it's so daunting, um, especially as a kid. You're going into programs. You've got so much talent around you. Um, you're not fully educated at that age. You, mm. You're just doing it for for fun at the time yeah. and and probably trying to to do it for others as well. But um, yeah, I think the the biggest thing is is learning from. I, I hate calling them failures, but that's that's the word for it now. Yeah. But they're stepping stones. I think um, like it, yeah. you've got to um, you've got to go through tough times to to enjoy it. Um, and when you do come through the other side, yeah, you're so grateful for for going through those tough times. So, man, I've probably failed more times. I've succeeded. Mm. You only, you only. The the funny thing is, you don't you don't get to see the failures. Um, the yeah, the limelight true. comes to the success, and everyone sees that. Yeah, but um, I probably. Hold up my failures more than I hold up my success, because, uh, like I said, that's that's a cornerstone of of real, what really set me up. Yeah. So w- when you talked about um, the back end of Penrith being a bit shady and, and and kind of making the decision to to come over to Leeds, what were the kind of things that that went through your mind to you know f- for making decisions um, on that happiness and and kind of taking it upon yourself to to make that big decision? What kind of things came into play? Yeah. To be honest. Um, I like to be, take some ownership on on, well, on everything that I, I do and I go through. Um, obviously, you go through some pretty shitty, shitty times through life, and it's mm. hard to not point fingers at things and and not take the ownership of of what's happening. Mm. And I think it takes a little bit to take a step back and realize, okay, well, yeah. I could have done better here, I could have done better there. Um, I think the last year at Panthers, I probably let myself down. Um, mm. I was going through a lot away from from the field, and um, that's what took a lot of my time and energy away from what I was capable of doing so mm. um th- that's that's the the biggest thing I, I took out of it um and th- the biggest thing is um your own ha- mental health and mm. um your own happiness and if the environment that you're in isn't um fulfilling those needs um you need to be selfish in a way and, and do what's best for yourself and mm. and put yourself back in a in a great mind mind frame and and um, test yourself too to to grow. Yeah, yeah. So is that like one of the first times where it, it came up upon you that you had to consciously kind of take control of it instead of like, I guess, being open to to effects from outside yourself. You had to kind of take it from 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 your own perspective and like you say, have, have that ownership. Well. Well, me and you have our little convos away from um, training, and yeah. we talk about education and. And having an open mind with everything, and um, being open to reading books and mm. listening to positive speakers, um, it wasn't going through those tough times. I think really opened myself up, and I was very vulnerable to yeah. to those positive things. I think going through those tough times, you can really um, close yourself in and and blame people and um, watch yourself spiral down and and not like we mm. say take control of yourself and yeah, yeah. and. But I think I, I did the opposite. Um, when I felt myself spiraling, I wanted to look for answers, mm. um, things to help me get back on the horse and and be the, the person I know I am. Yeah. So through through those spiraling times, um, I did a lot of self-work, picked up some great books, um, listened to some great podcasts and really found 
that ownership is is probably the best step you can really take. Mm. Um, and when you take ownership of it, you know you're in control and someone else isn't in control. So yeah. you're making the, the decisions. Um, like the decision we made to to move over here definitely had its it's definitely got its challenging side to it as well. But um, that's when I got to look back and go, well, I made this decision. What can I do next to to put things in place? Like um, yeah. recently, yeah. obviously, there's been media things saying about going back home and mm. and whatnot. Um, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, I've put them to bed. So. Mm. Um, they're the things that you need to do in life, especially the world we live in today. Yeah. Everyone wants to have their say and um, you just need to take things in your own hands and and um, yeah, make the decisions be- that's best based for yourself. Yeah, definitely. What um, we had, Like you say, you mentioned we had that little chat around different books that we've read, different people that we've looked to and listened to. Um, and I think they always kind of find the way into the same sort of thinking, same sort of ownership or same sort of, direction that, that you've mentioned which um i know you told me the other day just for the listeners which books would you recommend or which books did you kind of look at in specific which which really caught your attention it's funny mate i, I didn't ever ever see myself picking up a book and, yeah. and reading it and um i think it, it wasn't until i was about 23 um i went through a tough time with my family going through some stuff family split up and um i really had to step up as a man and, and take mm. some ownership there and um, my first book that I ever picked up and read from front to back and changed my life at that time and um, was Maximum Achievement by mm. Brian Tracy. Um, that that pretty much set m- myself up mentally and, and career-wise um, for a positive path at that time in, in my life. So that was the first book that I picked up and then I moved on to um, obviously Jordan Peterson's um, 12 Rules of Life. Yeah. Um, then... The, the Master of Self is another book that I, I took upon when I was going through a tough time that really changed my life by um, Don Raul Ruiz. Yeah, it's, it's a bit tough on that one, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, obviously I think you've done some time with it is The Power of Now. Um, mm. So they're, they're, those I think four or five books I just named there are, are ones that it really gave me um, – I don't think you, you – you don't really take on everything that, mm. that's in the books. I think – when you go through tough times, when you read books like those, there's only bits and pieces that really yeah. stand out to you and, and you take on board and it's probably because you're going through that sort of thing at that time. But mm. um, I can't stress enough when when you do go through some some tough times, which we all will and, and there's no hiding from it, mm. um, to instead of looking the negative side of approach to, to looking at drugs, to yeah. um, abusing yourself, just when you're going through those tough times, take some self-love and, and treat yourself with respect with, with reading some yeah. or, or, or listening to some positive things. Yeah, there's got to be some reception to, to that. And, and like I say, if you're in that stage, you're um, you're more than open to it. And I remember when we were at 2016, I think, I was out for 12 months with my knee. And obviously there's frustrating times. There's times where you've not played for five, six months and um, it, can, it can get pretty tough because... I can remember like just finishing physio, 10.30 a.m. I'd be looking at ceiling and I'd be finishing after a bit of rehab. And I'm just like, what am I going to do with the rest of my day now? I mean, it it seemed like a dream, right? Having all that spare time. But everyone else would be at work. And I was just not doing the things that kind of 
driven me as a, driven had driven me for as a human being for so many years and i remember reading um it's a weird one to recommend this but i remember reading tim ferris for our work week mm-hmm. um which is it's sort of a book that's based on like exploring society so like people don't live in in, in, in the, by the chains of society and they can live like a life on their terms and stuff and the aim of the book, I guess, is for people to live a four-hour work week. Um, but there's some of the stuff in there where he's changed the perceptions that people live by and flipped them on his head, on the head. And I look, look at a lot of what Tim Ferriss does is he explores everything, every sort of critical part of life and looks at life acts and stuff. But I remember some of, some of that stuff in that book, which I was reading it. And at this time, like you say, when you're at that, that point, you're frustrated point and you, you need that information, it's good information to get in and it gives you almost empowers you to to look at how we all live in, how you can change how you're living. So it might be a morning routine. It might be um, looking at what you do with your spare time, which was perfect for me. And that is an effect where mentality came from because well, I can do something here. I can look do something done, positive. You know exactly. I mean? Just a little bit of, of time for yourself. Mm. Um, and it numbs that, that um, negativeness that goes through your mind too. Yeah. You go away and you... You read something positive, it, it shuts that voice out in your head that we all have. Yeah. And, mate, and look, look, look what you've done. I'm proud of you, mate. It's it's something special, Jeez, especially at your age and yeah. and what you're going through as well. Um, to pick up, you could even say it's a hobby on the side now yeah. that, that you, you're so passionate about. And yeah, for sure. I think, um, sorry for interrupting you, but right, the, the, the biggest thing is um, on, on my side, when I picked up my first book, which I never thought that I'd, I'd read from front to back, um, Especially reading the Master of Self, which is is something that yeah I'm very passionate about. Um, putting out there to to everyone I talk to, my my family members. It's a book I put in front of them all the time because mm. it really opened my eyes up to our domestications. Yeah, and um, the bubble yeah. that we all live in, um, and how you can just change in in some small shape, way or form, like you have yeah. with with the podcast. Yeah, um, that's that's the the big thing that I took out of that book is. I think um, as kids that we we're so um, clustered in in our family and um, even our parents that and it's nothing wrong but you get brought up the way that they they want you to be brought up you know what I mean and we or our thought, authentic self is when we're kids and mm. um, I think when we gr- get groomed as we grow up to things we probably authentically don't want to be mm. you you get groomed into such a way that um, you haven't, you think that's the the life you should be living. Yeah. But then you pick up a book and you read a few paragraphs in and you go, wow, this, Yeah. I never ever thought that this yeah. would, I, I, one, I didn't think I'd be reading a book, mm-hmm. but two, like, like your four hour, four hour um, scenario you just said then in, in the Tim, um, Tim, Tim Ferriss, Ferriss book, yeah, yeah. to take you away from things. And explore new avenues that you never ever thought that you'd do that you feel more passionate about than mm-hmm. um, the position you're being groomed into being. So, yeah. um, mate, there's some powerful things out there, and um, like like you said, and, and things that I've read too. It's mate, there's so much out there for, for everyone to um, to explore. Yeah, it's definitely mind opening. It. I think that's I think that's something you can say about it when when you read those books, and they kind of talk about the culture which you live in. Um, and and how society gets on in its own little way and people follow other people and um 
you've kind of got to break away, break away from that idea to kind of to lead something different and, and to do something different and you will get a bit of shit from it and you will Mate, look a bit different. The questions you sent me last night about what we're going to touch on today, it's just <laughs> the, the things that have changed in the changing rooms. Yeah. And this is, mate, to bring this up, like, um, I remember after reading that first book, I was I was at the Dragons at the time. I was a young 23-year-old and yeah. had some um, mentors um, above me with Ben Cray, Ben Hornby, Dean Young, Matt Cooper. Mm. Um, and I think the first book I, I read, um, I had a glass of red wine with me and I took a photo of it and put it up on my Instagram, just a book folded out with, yeah. with a glass of red wine and put it up there. Mate, the comments and Got the absolute it. shit that I caught from that <laughs> – it was hilarious, yeah. and, and it was just me opening my mind up. I yeah, thought yeah. I, I thought it was great. Like here's I'm reading yeah. a book. Like how good's this? Yeah, Putting yeah, it yeah. out there, a positive post. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely got smashed for it. And um, I think that was the first stepping stone to to understanding it. And I had a laugh about it too, mate. You got to mm. yeah, have thick yeah, skin, yeah. like you know, in yeah. in, in our game. But um, it just really opened my eyes up to you know what I'm doing the right thing here. Like, yeah, I'm stepping out of that stigma that that we have as rugby league players yeah. and, um, mate, that just drove me to do even more things, so self-care and mm. um, yoga and stretching and yeah. just just a self-care sort of pathway and, mate, that that's probably added to my success as well. Yeah, you can kind of get peppered into a sort of cult, uh, comfort zone, can't you, or like a culture and yeah. anytime someone steps out of it, like, what the fuck's he doing? Mate, You're gonna have to hammer you back into there, mate. mate and, and that's the thing, as soon as you <laughs> try and break away... It's the same with friendship groups. It's the same as family. It's the same as every um, every network that that you're in. Um, mm. Everyone wants to draw you into um, uh, what did you just say then? Like the, like a comfort zone, yeah, or like a comfort a, zone, or um, that's the way it should be. Yeah, you know what I mean. Rugby league players should be tough. You got to be this. You can't yeah, yeah. you can't go out drink a red wine, read books. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, try and dra- drag you back in. So. It's it's same at schools, mate. Like bullying, like yeah. It's it's everywhere we go, and I think if we can just start to break the stigma on, on that, and it's okay to be different. You know mm. what I mean? It's okay to step out of that comfort zone in, in that area and and be your authentic self. And if you like playing a guitar, if you like singing, if you like riding a bike, yeah, anywhere you want, like yeah. just. Don't be afraid to be who you are. Yeah, yeah. That's a big message, that. Big message, that. When do you think that you you kind of... Do you think that's a moment that you can look back on, actually, where you think you started to express yourself, like, from from after that? Did you still have a bit of friction with it? Or? It's always uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was always uncomfortable. Um, I think when, when you do start to break away and you start listening to yourself, I think that's yeah. the biggest thing. You, you listen to your gut, listen to yourself, and... Um, you start to break away from that. There's always going to be shit that comes with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's funny. Like, like I said, you're going to have thick skin. You just got to admit you're a weirdo, aren't you, sometimes? And that's why um, I think we talk we talk about mental health these days. Um, I think we're not educating everyone just to have a bit of thick skin that comes with it. Too. Yeah, yeah. Like everywhere you go, people aren't going to accept you to be different, accept mm. you to be someone that they're not. I mean, everyone wants to be comfortable around them themselves and everyone wants to draw you into their comfort. Yeah. And as soon as you step away from that comfort and try and do something different, you're going to cop a bit of shit with it. But like you said, we've got to have thick skin, especially in the rugby league world, you've yeah, got to have, yeah, have thick yeah. skin. And um, it helps you, that, that also helps you, doesn't it, um, getting on with life. Do you think, um, so where did the move out of your head um, kind of, where did that come from? And we've obviously seen, I can remember um, 
<laughs> we have a t- we have a team song, right? So we won first game against. I think it was Salford, wasn't it? Yeah. Won first game, and we're all like, we've kind of got this new team song that goes to the Bastille song, Pompeii, and everyone's like trying it out out the first time. Like no one's really understanding words or getting words in that. And Mezal comes out with this <laughs> mad rhino dance <laughs> in middle waters, going everywhere like champagne and that. Yeah. And Mezzo's in middle has got. More, more of a turkey dance than it than a rhino oh, dance right. but everyone calling it the shark the shark that's it yeah yeah head, the like. shark but that was class I loved it man I thought yeah. it's alright is this fella yeah. it's alright mate I, I love it like it's it's funny mate it's um well you could see everyone going fucking what's yeah, he doing I want to get in now what's he doing trying to get him good, up, but, get out of their comfort zones yeah, get yeah, into yeah. it have a bit of fun yeah so are they related then that move out of your head and that the dance yeah mate well, move out. He had come from that. Like I was always a, a larrikin in at, at Panthers at the Dragons. I used to love getting in the middle and having a dance and yeah, just in, enjoying that energy in the middle. And um, it, I wonder. And around that time at the Panthers, um, I was struggling myself mentally. Mm. Obviously, I, I hit rock bottom, and um, I think. I wanted to do something with it. I'm yeah. in a powerful position. I'm an NRL player. I've got a profile. Mm. Um, what can I do with this? I've always been a big advocate of, of giving and, and sharing it yeah. and, and put it out there in a positive way. And I wanted to – I was going through it and I thought, well, if I'm going through this, there's millions of people yeah, out there that yeah. have to be going through something like this as well. Sure. I thought, well, you know what? I'm going for this. It's not going to help me just sitting here dwelling on it myself and trying to come up with a magic antidote. Mm. And, it, and it come from um, I had this feeling from dancing in the sheds and how much energy it does vibe off to people. And, yeah, yeah. And um, the traction it, it gets. And I thought, you know what? And, and at the time I was doing that pan- at the Panthers, the fans loved it. Yeah. You know what I mean, I, I didn't know. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. The fans were loving it. And yeah. I thought, you know what? This is probably a starting point where I can. I can grab some yeah. some attention from this and and put it the, everything I was going through too and put it all into one and throw it out there and be an advocate for mental health. Um, it can create an environment for everyone. I um I did a flash mob in Martin Place, which is the city of of Sydney, uh-huh. right? And um had a great great bunch of young young girls um at the local dancing school um practice for about a month putting this wow. big flash mob together and it's class. Um, that's how I wanted to launch it and um, we did that. We went to Martin Place, had a great time, got it out there and and it grabbed the traction and, um, mate, it was was incredible just to see the environment that grew around it, to see the messages from people that are fighting the same battles, um, how much they wanted to keep pushing it and, and, um, yeah, mate, it was was inspiring to see um, how well it went and, the the message behind it were, was um, it doesn't have to be dancing. It could be singing. It could be knitting. It could be whatever mm. it does for you to get that that self love and to take your mind away from all the rubbish yeah. and all the negative bullshit that goes through for our minds. And um, I know having a dance, um, you can't not have a good time when you're yeah, dancing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's no negative things going through your mind. You're just out there busting a move. In it. You know what I mean? Cool. Endorphins are going through yeah. the body, and it was just a. Uh, Move out of your head. Oh, that's why I named it "Move Out of Your Head" because anyone can do anything. Yeah. To to move out when of your mind. When you're in that movement and there's no time to think about anything else, is there? No. I was just thinking we should do that in Leeds. We should do it in, Mate, it's, in Leeds. It's happening behind the scenes. It's oh, it's going it? it's going a bit off the scenes at the moment. The whole um 
the program and mm. and everything that I did back home. Obviously, I had um, had my own personal things that to, to go through moving over here, and um, I haven't um, pushed it as much lately. Mm. Um, I've had to get myself. You can't really do things for others until you get yourself right. So yeah. um, I'm in that phase now, and I'm coming out the other end. Cool. So. We're definitely gonna get it shifting Gosh, over here. We, um, my partner, I've, I've asked you to come watch on us sometime, but my partner Natalie is a dancer at Phoenix um, Dance Company in town. So I'm just imagining now we get we get Dom, Dom doing a bit of dancing yeah. just to warm everyone up. Let's start. Yeah, and then you get me and you, load of other rhinos, lads. The boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then you get some actual quality dancing going on in the middle of Brigitte. That'd be class, yeah, wouldn't it? Just to launch it, get it and out just, of here. Uh, I, I learned a bit of Bollywood as well. You can tell Dom's a bit Indian. Um, <laughs> we went over a couple of years ago and added a Bollywood class and I loved it, mate. Mate, it's I loved best. it. Um, so it'd be funny. That'd be a funny idea to do and I'm sure. It'd be great, know, we, And we, everyone can dance, everyone can move, you know what I mean? Mm. You don't have to be great at anything. You can just give it a crack. Yeah, I think we should get some at boys to a dance class as well. Like that's when hilarious. that's when you that's when you Imagine get to know each other. In the middle, oh my god! The big, yeah. the big golden egg move. It's be too achy, wasn't it, to, to get him. him a knee brace before we get him. In. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, some boys have been knee braces and just like make sure I don't fucking twist his ankle. And that. <laughs> All rehab lads trying to get in. That's who we need it. The rehab lads just to get in and, and and chill out and enjoy it. But yeah, it's class. I think we should we should look at doing that for sure. Um, and and do you think there's any different? Um, difference in culture like around mental health compared you know so, since you've come over here because i know it's big in nrl yeah. um do you think there's any difference in the culture of there is it is it spoken about in the change rooms over there before you can or Mate, it's getting it's grabbing some traction now it's, yeah it's, it's getting moving and it's so positive to mm. see um it's it's massive what well, the, the rates of suicide the rates of yeah. um mental health it's especially the ages that, that's the biggest thing. The ages, unlike what is it, the percentage of suicide from four to to twelve, are, are massive. It's, like, it's um, it's incredible, mate. But the the, tr- the traction that it's getting back home is is incredible. There's there's helplines, there's mm. um, websites, there's social media pages, um, there's influential people pushing it. It's um, it's grabbing some massive traction and um. It's, yeah. it's something that needs to be assessed because it's it's, it's just like a, a normal sickness. You go to the doctor, you, you yeah. take some – it's like getting a cut on your leg, you mm. know what I mean? That's mm. that's something that needs healing. Yeah. You've got mental trauma that needs healing as well. So yeah, yeah. it's um it shouldn't be something that we keep in our back pocket or no. keep to ourselves. It's definitely it's a spectrum as well. I always think like – I always try and get across that physical health is one one side of it. Then there's mental health one side of it. You could be awesome. You could be awesome mentally healthy. You know that that could be one side of it. You could have something on your mind one day, or you could be on the other end of the spectrum where you're depressed or you've got anxiety and, and that sort of stuff. So it's just more understanding education around it, and especially the devices that we carry around ourselves every single day. Yeah, now. Well, exactly. Back in the day when I first come through, there was no such thing as an iPhone. We had a Nokia, and you you get a text message here or there, or you you make a phone call here or there. Yeah. These days you can't go anywhere without you can't scrolling get or swapping or reading comments or mm. you know what I mean comparing your life to someone else's yeah. it's and it's happened so oh, this is personally how I feel it's happened so quick uh, the technology and the growth of of um the social media side of things yeah. that us as human beings haven't accommodated that growth um 
putting no, anything in place. Nothing, nothing. So it's um, and that's why you see the statistics rising, and it's it's time that we put our foot down and and slow that mm-hmm. side of things down, and and really um, educate ourselves and put things in place to to combat um, or life moving forward. Yeah, it's, it's one thing I know. It's a really little thing. This, but I went to um, King Corby for an haircut. Uh, early looks on today, too, it looks all right, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it looks all right. Dom's had his cut as well. It looks all right. Um, not today, compared <laughs> today. But um, Neil, Neil, actually, it'll have come out before this. Um, Neil Smedley, um, the King Kobe Kingpin, I like to call him. He came and did a podcast um, the other week, and that were that were really honest on mental health mm. and um, brutally honest. Actually, there were some some opposing opinions a little bit uh, around the idea of suicide and. But that's what we need. We need that conflict or that kind of um, conversation. chat, conversation, yeah. open conversation where people actually being honest um, and not not too bothered about, you know, being PC or politically politically correct. I think that's really important. So we had that chat with him. So if, if you listen to this now, you can go back to listen to that. Um, but a little thing that I noticed going in there, nipping in there, is if you're not getting your hair cut, um, people waiting... I was looking in the mirror and like everyone just had their head down. I'm like, they're just looking at the phones. And mate, it's sometimes you, you'll you'll know we're going to change rooms. Hundred, I was just gonna say that. And you can yeah. have you can have twenty lads in there. Eighteen of them might be looking at the phone. Mate, I remember like, back in the day, right? I brought my yeah. dog into training once. Yeah. And the boys picked it up, threw it in the ice bath. We were laughing, we were giggling, yeah. taking the piss out of each other. Yeah. I mean, having these conversations with yeah, each other yeah. if, if things are right or wrong at mm-hmm. home. You know what I mean? Like you said, these days you go in the change room and it's There's less of that now, isn't there? Just swapping, and I'm guilty for it. Mm. You know I mean? Yeah, it's, we all are. We it's all just are. The, the world we live in. It's eh? just the the curve now that society is on. Yeah. It's just what's happening. Um, but that's why it's good to mention it now. I think, and and that probably does take away from it. You, you know, like actually really getting to know people, yeah. like them little things that you say, them mm. little laughs that you have. The little times you'll you'll throw a bulldog into the, an ice yeah. bath. <laughs> that's you what, what I mean. mean. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's um. It's sad to say because I know as a young bloke, um, they're the things I used to look forward to, especially off the training field. I knew I get, like once you finish training, it's tough, it's brutal, but you know, you uh, at the end of it, you get to go into the shed, you, and then that's the release. You get to have yeah. a laugh, you get to muck around with the boys, you get yeah. to talk shit. You know what I mean? And that's the other side. That's the the sad thing is, is the next generation aren't going to be able to experience those those things. Yeah, I do always wonder, mate, about. Young lads coming up now, like <sighs> you and me both. Yeah, man, I do want just like the amount of interpersonal relationships they have with each other. Skill, it's a skill, really, as well. Like I'm, a, I'm a little bit only, only a little bit younger than you, but um, probably on the edge of it. Me, I was probably on the edge of it when it started getting big. Yeah. I can remember getting Twitter, sixteen, yeah, sixteen, seventeen. So I'd already had a bit of experience. On, on what it was like when he just had, like, say, a Nokia or sang some Samsung uh, or, a, a, like, a Walkman and that. Motorola. Motorola, yeah. <laughs> Remember them slivers? Remember oh, them, like, geez, thin ones, mate. flip ones? I've seen them all. But that was just, like, text message, boom, put it in your bag, you're out for three, four hours. But now it's, like, it's on you all the time, innit? And oh, that's that's the thing, too. And, like, and like you said, it's, it's just a rolling effect. I think um, it's, like, networking, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, back in the day, like, I... Per, getting used to different personalities, what someone 
takes differently to someone else. Yeah. And I think that, mate, that's a big thing that these, well, the generation now are uh, missing out on is interacting with people, like um, networking themselves. I think that's why you see a lot of people getting in trouble off outside of the, the footy field mm. now because they're pissing the wrong person off. They they don't know how to manage things away from the field because they're not used to interacting with, with other people. Yeah, and... And I think we are. I think we are actually there now. Maybe that there's, there's that generation going up that aren't going to know what it's like to not have it, no. and that's it. That's done now. There's no going back, mate. The, I sent a post the other day, and it was it was mind blowing and and so spot on. It was something like um, we used to use the internet to get away from real life, yeah. but now we use real life to get away from the, from the internet. So it's heavy, that, it? it's heavy, mate, and and it's spot on. But it's true as well, isn't it? It's true, mate. Like, like you would have true. seen, you gave me a bit of heat the other day from your photography yeah. photos the other day. <laughs> yeah. But, mate, it, it's spot on. Like, it's so chaotic, the world that we're living in. People are, are finding, and, and it's a good thing too, like finding hobbies outside of <coughs> the, the craziness that we live in to go and experience what we naturally do have outside. Fuck, for sure. That is, that is a thing now, and yeah. it's like... Doctors will tell you that to to not sit in on your phone or on your iPad. And they'll tell you to go out into nature and stuff. Yeah. Like when did that start becoming? That's a medicine now. That's a medicine now, isn't it? It's not. It's not like it's not life anymore. So you talk. We're talking about mental health and stuff, and it's like we are built as human beings. Mm. There's a pattern and a sort of system to what human beings are. You've got to kind of instead of, <laughs> instead of having to like be knowledge uh, educated on the fact or you might be spending too much time on a computer mm-hmm. it should be like a thing you know what I mean it should be just what's what's natural to us isn't it but it's, it's turning it's, it's funny how things change mate I remember um, I used to get my ass mapped by my old man for not coming home when the lights the street lights were on yeah you know what I mean and yeah. now you can't get kids out of the house no it's, um, oh, man, I know. it's uh it is mate it's crazy but it's you got to. It's the world we live in. It's how we we combat that now. And people are comparing. Like I said before, people are comparing themselves to to other people, what they don't have to what they should have, and um, getting getting um, a bit soft in in the fact of people saying a few mm. bad words to them, and it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. So it's about educating. I think, like we touched on at the start of the podcast, um, about self-education and mm. that's what we need to do it's not going to magically appear in front of us and go all right this is this is wrong got to do a bit of work you got to do it? some everyone's got to do some work on themselves yeah it's not it's, there's no quick fix what um i'm gonna ask you what type of hammer you got when you put the photography photos out as well um, but but what um, what other interests have you got you got you, you've picked the camera up you, you're going around round day and stuff Mate, what um, armor did you get? And then also, what other interests? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're you're a geek. Honestly, I caught some heat from those photos did you, too. Did mate. you? I did. That's it why was, I added the little emojis on them too, just to take the bit just of heat. Just to like, oh, I'm, the being, mood up I'm being silly. Yeah. Oh, it's it's fine. I'm being stupid. Yeah, yeah that's but what I was pretty proud with a few of them on there. <laughs> yeah. It's because you like try and you put some out there, and it's like. This isn't actually me seriously. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like you try and translate it to be, oh, I'm yeah, being Make a... it soft a bit, just <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah. approach. Yeah. I am being a dickhead. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's what it was. Especially adding the emojis on there too, just to take the heat <laughs> off myself. Yeah. No, nah, but um, yeah, mate, no, I do. I, I enjoy getting out there and, and taking some photos. It's not really about the quality of photos I get. It's just about yeah. getting amongst it and yeah, yeah. taking a breath away from um, 
how chaotic life is, but um, I enjoy photography. I, I enjoy reading books, um, watching podcasts, listening to podcasts. Yeah. Um, I love fishing. Um, yeah. I love being by John's the ocean back home. I'll have to go fishing with John. Does he? He's yeah. going to put him in a I seat, think it's more his knees a... a bit wobbly on the boat. <laughs> Yeah, no, just sit him outside, mate. Put, just sit him outside. Lock keep him, him in, seatbelt him in. The, <laughs> yeah, the... keep him on land, pal. Fucking hell. Yeah, so, <laughs> no, mate, yeah, I love getting outdoors and um, mm. going on a bit of adventure and, um, yeah, yeah, getting lost in the world. Yeah, what about um, since you come to England, you've been you've been watching football a bit, haven't you? I have, <laughs> oh, mate. soccer, as you yeah, call it, yeah. Uh, Leeds United. 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 <laughs> it's cool with a new, it's like a, it's like a Polish slash... I don't know what kind of chance uh, for Leeds United. Scottish, yeah, United, United. Yeah, mate, now I've been um, getting amongst football, not football. soccer. Yeah. Um, and just getting getting out and about, mate, testing new things. It's yeah. not every day you get the chance to, to come over to the UK and experience mm-hmm. these things. Like yeah. I said, though, you have your, your, your down days. Um, like we're, we're near the ocean back home and mm. – um, it's about thirty odd degrees nearly every day back home, yeah. and um, but you gotta you gotta embrace it. Yeah, you know, yeah. Gotta, oh, we've embraced it. Um, went to London not so long ago, and mm. just the heritage and getting around, seeing the castles, and um, yeah, just getting a, having a piece of England. It's 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 been exceptional. Have you been up to North Yorkshire? Yet? I haven't, mate. So I've got to get a book and write all these things down. Yeah, yeah. I went to York actually. Been to York. Mm. That was beautiful. That yeah. Um, had a bit too much fudge. <laughs> yeah, it's it is a it is a residual effect of going to York, and it Dom works in York. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what forty minutes away. He's a recording yeah. engineer in York, so he's okay. he's always in fun shop, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mate, it's everywhere there. I tell you, I, had, I, bought, I, bought, I bought four blocks of it, right? <laughs> Four, Four blocks. blocks, yeah. So I'm like, when in there, you get the little tasters. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, I'll grab that one. I'll grab this one. That one. I had like half a block of one and I was gone. I went through the rest in the bin. Did you? Yeah, I just couldn't do it. Yeah, it's. I'm yeah. starting to get the guilt to. You, yeah, yeah. You kind of think, oh, I'm an athlete. I've got yeah, to look after myself and all that. Um, yeah, but North, North Yorkshire, mate, you'd love it. We went to Bolton Abbey the other day. It was baking hot. It was baking hot. And yeah. um, really good vibe. I think it's because the first time it was baking hot. Yeah. And like everyone's there, everyone's Mate, barbecuing and stuff. Over you life the happens, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's what like, everyone was buzzing and stuff. I got somehow managed to get given a free barbecue just at the right time for lunchtime. You would have loved that. Oh man, I yeah. loved it. I loved it. The freebies, um, jeez. Were, were, the haircut, the barbecue. <laughs> yeah. Did you yeah. socks on? You got free or what? <laughs> no, I take them socks off. They don't go outfit, but yeah. Um, the uh, it was class. It was class, and I just had a dip in water and seeing this. Um, Bit of sweet corn rolling off this fella's barbecue. I said, "Oh mate, your you sweet corn you going." <laughs> so I nearly snatched it off him, but I didn't quite get there. He says, "Oh mate, do you want some food?" And it was this Indian family, and you it, wouldn't have said co- oh, yes quick enough to. Oh him, mate, I said, "Oh, no, I can't, I can't." But they're already um, a lovely lady plating up some stuff, a burger, like lamb chops. See, that's life, mate. That's, oh, that's living that. Mate, it is that yeah. that is that life is what happens yeah. when you're busy making other plans. That's yeah. a John Lennon quote. That. Yeah. Let you use that. Um, but yeah, we're classmate. Proper beautiful day. There's there's Bolton Abbey, there's Burnsall, there's a bit of a, a jump rock at Burnsall. I know you was his love jumping into yeah, mate, water from high cliffs. It's pretty yeah. high. It's I'll pretty give high. that a crack when you it will, starts to hit up. Yeah, it? yeah. We'll, we'll, I'll take you over, mate. I'll take you over. Thanks, mate. Free Barbie um, too. Free Barbie. We'll, <laughs> we don't bring her on, but <laughs> yeah. we'll just try and find a family who'll give us one. Um, Burnsall, 
Hard Rock Falls is a really good waterfall as well. Yeah. Um, into like a bit of a rock pool. Yeah. I've got to check it all out, mate. I've got to write these. Yeah. Days. So I'll, uh, I'll write them down for you and um, and we can go up one time, mate. Um, got sidetracked then, didn't I? No, I was thinking good. of something. Mate, you got to do You got yeah, go off road do. and then you got to squeeze yourself <laughs> yeah. back up. Yeah, let's find out. Let's let's switch gear back onto onto Trent Merrin. Um, <laughs> best times, mate. I want to talk about best times for you in NRL and, and for us. What's the best Jeez, times? Where for do you? I start, mate? Mm. To be honest, it's yeah, it's been a dream ride. Um, it's and it's still going. It's, yeah, um, it's incredible as a chubby sixteen-year-old. <laughs> to um, ticking every box possible in the game, it's mm. there's, there's a few hard ones to pick from. Um, I think, well, obviously, I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have what I have if it wasn't for me debut. Yeah, that was um, probably one of the biggest highlights of my career. Um, playing at home in front of my family, yeah, cool. uh, in front of my, all my friends growing up, um, playing with the team that I, I idolised growing up, um, and, and winning as well. It was. It was um, that was a great feeling, that. Um, but, mate, nothing beats winning the premiership. Mm. Uh, won, won a competition with the Dragons. The same sort of it's feelings, big. mate. Um, idolising the, the place, uh, growing up there and mm. um, winning the first premiership there, I think, since the joint venture. Um, so that was something big, some, that. Something big yeah. uh, creating history there. Um, origin, never, ever, ever in my whole entire life would I ever – even think one to play NRL, but to to get to wearing the Skyboy jersey was yeah. that was um that took me breath away. That um, had a few tears after after mm. that moment. Um, Did you were you in the winning team for that? Yeah, so mate, much, I yeah. was. It's it was crazy, mate. They were so dominant. Yeah, um, I think I spent five seasons, um, and it took me until took me three seasons to really get to get the win. Um, and that was something special. What 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 do you feel like the difference is when you play in Origin? Like, do you think it's even more different to playing international for us? Do you think there's Origin's yeah, it, got its, its own little pocket? Yeah, it's it's the next level to international yeah. footy. It's, yeah, um, it's seatbelts are off. You, you, you go. It's like it's like playing the Coliseum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come um, on, yeah. It's just intense. Everything is intense. Even sitting mm. on the bench is intense. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, you just biting at the bit and everything's going you're playing with all your idols you're playing against your idols yeah. everyone is class on the field mm. and, um, and it's brutal mate it's brutal yeah 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 I'd, it, love to, I'd love to be in that mate oh mate it's it, be next level that it's it gets you going just just talking about yeah, it, it does. And, um, mate and whoever does step up, step on that field yeah it deserves everything they get because yeah. it um it takes it takes a lot of sacrifices and um, a lot, of, a lot of hard work to big test that to to get there. So, yeah, mate, that was that was definitely a, a big one, and obviously playing for your country. Mm. Um, that was just the icing on the cake. That um, mm. obviously once you get a taste of Origin, that's the next step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how to do it. You know the things you need to put in place. You know the consistency you need to be at. You know the sacrifices you need to make. You need the you know the people to surround yourself with to. To motivate you to get to that spot, um, and when you put on that green and gold, well, yours is white and red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Still to do it, mate. Yeah, you'll get there, mate. Yeah. But that's, yeah, mate. That 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 was something I'll never forget. And the Four Nations tour that we did over here, that mm. was probably the best time I've ever had in my career. Yeah, yeah. Why? Just because of the different places you see, the different games, and 
I think um, it was, again, like I said, the cornerstones was the, the, the setbacks I had. Um, I, I missed out on Origin that year. Mm. Um, I went to – I changed from St. George to Penrith that wow. year and I was, there was a lot of self-doubt uh, mentally mm. and um, I had to come yeah, from from rock bottom to really test myself out again and put those things back in place and um, had a dream. Every, every line – uh, every dot lined up for me towards the back end of that year and all the sacrifices come together and um, I made the team. Yeah. Um, I made the starting position. Um, sorry to my brother as well. I missed his wedding for oh. it as well. So, it, it, yeah, mate, it was it was incredible. And then to make the team, you know, you're playing with champions. Um, mm. makes your job a lot easier. You just need to focus on what you need to do. Yeah. Um, the tour over here um, – to see some some great spots, yeah. Um, to do it with your mates as well, um, and to have a good time too. So, yeah. mate, that, that was something I'll, I'll forever hold on to. You, do you have um so a bit of the perception of NRL is like forwards just kind of stick to their job and kind of stick to you know whatever line they have to run and and kind of do the tackles and, and make the yard and stuff. Did you have a bit of a license to play a bit when you were back home, mate? It, it probably changed a bit to the back end of my my time. In the NRL, I think at the start when I first come on the scene, I had the license to just play footy. Yeah, it just you just um you just go for it. That's it. And that's what you want to Created do. Created the offload. Um, I had the footwork to to help with that as well. Mm. And um, I had the the teachers above me, um, the coaching staff to to let me do it. Yeah, you know I mean they showed faith in me to to play the style of footy that I I did, and it was credit to them as well. I think you can go to clubs and they. They um, suffocate you from from what you're good at, and they try and um, create you into a player they want you to be, yeah. uh, instead of um, looking at your, your self talent and what really got you on the scene. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that I sort of got get got a bit squeezed from um, my style of play towards the back end of my mm-hmm. my NRL career there, um, and that's why I'm enjoying over here so much, mate. Um, it, I think back home now, it's getting to your, your points. Um, it's it's more about statistics to um, complete sets to, yeah. which is the way the game's heading, yeah. um, and that's why they get paid the big bucks. There is um, you get paid to do a job and you do it. But mm. it's been great to come over here and have that free license to to play a bit more footy. Yeah, um, yeah, mate, and it's, it's enjoyable. That's what it's what taps back into you as a young lad, isn't it? Like that that style of play, like being able to express yourself. Express yourself. That's what taps back into it. So I think that is important to be able to kind of grab hold of that and to know what what fits you rather than fits the team. Yeah, big time, mate. And you enjoy it. You mm. know what I mean? And when you're enjoying footy, you, you're creating the best style of footy you can. You, yeah. You're playing great footy. Yeah. Um, when you get the blessing from coach and staff to, to play the style that you, you've you been brought into that team to do, um, you enjoy it. You know that they they got faith in you. You might stuff up here and there, but that's mm. rugby league. That's that's part of the game. But um, if you can, it's all about expressing yourself. And when you get to a place where you can absolutely just express yourself to your full potential, you're always gonna do well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and I think Dave's brought that out of me over here, and it's been mm. great. Yeah, for sure. What um what role models do you think that that you've got? Have they changed? Um, over time and, and can you think of any what, what you had in the past and now, and now you've got currently? Yeah, you, they do change. Oh, well, for me personally, they, they have changed um, and I'm grateful 
enough uh, for each role model I had at that certain age of my life. Um, obviously, my parents were role models for me mm. uh, and they always will be but uh, they're role models. You get to a, a certain age and then obviously something else yeah. um, comes into it and steers you in, in the direction you want to head in. Um, Shane Webke was a massive idol for me. He used to be a mm. Brisbane Broncos prop growing up and had a bit of an offload on him too and he's something I try to mold my game around growing up. Um, then you get to a certain age uh, when I when I did make NRL. I had some idols in, in Dean Young, Ben Cray, Ben Hornby, Michael Wayman, um, yeah. what are they, Paul Gallen, um, uh, Greg Bird. The, 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 list, I could, the list goes on. You, yeah. you try and mould each yeah, you try and take bits from everyone of them, and um, and, and mentors too, like Wayne Bennett. He, mm. he definitely taught me a lot as a person as well as a player. Um, what do you think? Um, can you touch on anything that Wayne Bennett passed on to you? <laughs> mate, I've got some <laughs> some great stories from Wayne. Oh, there's yeah. one, mate. Um, I'll give you some funny ones first. We're at, <laughs> we're at training, right? This is me as a young pup, and no idea, mate. Just yeah, not yeah. educated. Just just wanted to play footy, and um. We're out in the field once and we're, we're pra- practicing um, transitions, mm. uh, you know, quick transitions. That was our main focus for the day, just right. transition. We're playing transition games and yeah. and if people are listening and don't know, it's like when you go from defence to attack and attack yeah. to defence. That, that time in between. That time in between. Going in, going between them, yeah. That's the transition. So we're, we're practicing that and um, at the end of the session he brought us all in because he, he loves having a bit of a laugh and that too, Wayne. And he used to love putting me on show. And he goes, hey, Mez, what would you learn today, mate? And I go, oh, what a little jittery. Yeah. Oh, we've got to have quick transactions. <laughs> He's gone, what was that? I go, quick transactions. Like we've got to be quick at our transactions. Whatever we do, they've got to be quick, those transactions. Yeah. He goes, can we swear on it? He goes, yeah, yeah. what the fuck are transactions? What are you talking about? <laughs> We've been practicing transitions for two hours today. Could work, could work, could be transaction. It was good, mate. It was, it was quality, but yeah. um, mate. <laughs> That's how it's all swell. It's like a Clint, uh, Aussie Clint Eastwood, he is, isn't it? mate. He's the best. And, um, yeah. Yeah, mate, he, he taught me a lot, I think, um, he, he was. I think the the way he gets the best out of people is he coaches the the player, not not the game. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. Like I just touched on, he he trusts. Every, he knows everyone's ability and, and what they're capable of doing. And his main thing is managing the person. Mm. You're having a down day. You you weren't up to scratch on the weekend. You'll sit in the office and just have a chat to you. Yeah, yeah. Just like yeah. this. And um, I think that the biggest thing is like with him being an older for me at that time. It was. Like it's okay, you can fuck up, but that's mm. you know what I mean. But just to be the best you possibly can be, and um, it's something that I hold on to, and I always have a chat to him here and there too. When I'm going for mm. a bit of a tough time, he's someone I always go back to and and cool. check in with. So, yeah, mate, he was he was definitely one of them. Um, and when I think you get to an age where you got to stand on your own two feet and you got to work life out for yourself, and yeah. um. Obviously, I've done that for the last few years now, and um, the biggest role models I have now are, are education and, and self knowledge, and, and reading books, and yeah. and listening to other people's stories, and um, yeah, just engulfing myself in in education and becoming the best the best person I can be, and um, they're they're the things I throw myself into now. Yeah, I was thinking um, I was thinking earlier when you were talking about the people you surround yourself with. Um, 
there's 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 two there's two things I listen to Kevin Hart on Joe Rogan, and he's funny anyway. He's got little bits funny funny bits in between where he's talking very similar to you. He's like you know all he wants to do is help people. He's got all this money and fame and he's in film and stuff. But he's really really like you mentioning the fact that when you're at school can think of anything else to do rather than soak up education or knowledge or anything. It's like, you don't want to do it. You want to go and play Sonic the Hedgehog or whatever. That's yeah, what you're yeah. saying. But you get to a point and you go, it clicks and you go, fuck, mm-hmm. I want to know that. I want to, I want to experience what that's like yeah. or I want to take that on board. And um, he, he, he talked a little bit about that and then he talked about like the environments that you're in and the people you spend time with and... Um, Fucking, that is so big, in it? So important, mate. It's so, so big. I think that's the biggest thing too, growing, growing and learning is the circles. Um, like as a, as a teenager growing up, you thought you, the more friends you had, the the you were killing it. Mm, I mean, you, yeah, yeah, man. Like I've, I've got fucking please him, please them. loads of friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? You thought you think that's <laughs> that's the thing to be. You know mm. what I mean? Well, no, popular and all mm. that bullshit. It's um. It's not until you get a bit older and you realise the people that are really genuinely care for you and, and, and want to be there for you. Mm. And mate, I, I keep I keep my clique tight and, and small now. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I'm still learning, still growing, and um, the people that are in my circle are ones that are going to benefit me and want to see me succeed and and have that self love and um, make yeah my circle just a, a warm and comfortable place to be in. Mm. And, Spot on what you said, mate. Um, people can bring you down. Yeah, you think yeah. you're pleasing the right people, and it's not about pleasing people. You gotta you gotta do what's right for you, for yourself and your inner self, and and give back. Mm. I think um, you can't live life just taken from people. Yeah. I think if you've got a story to tell, you got you feel passionate about giving back or helping someone out, do it because there's there's no better feeling. Yeah, eventually as well, you will have that group anyway, but. It's the people that are around you that will become the right people, right? Um, the people that matter, like you say. Um, and then that's when you start to grow and then you start to bring stuff out that, that matters to you, that you care about, and um, you start getting creative then. And the biggest thing, like you said too, mate, sorry to go back on it, but like the new generation with networking and getting to know other people, it, it's it's sad to see, but um, you, you don't really work people out unless you surround yourself with different people. Mm. And the world that we're living in now being so enclosed in social media and not really getting to know people for mm. who they are and, and and what they want from, from you. And like you've got to go through some shit people to um, yeah. realise the genuineness in, in other people. So yeah. it's just another topic to um to jump into is um social media. You need to you get need to you need to go through, meet shit people, meet good people, mm. love people and you work it all out then and then you know what works right for you and you can keep your circle tight. Yeah, it's almost a way as well. Like Social media is so enclosed. When you're growing up now, there's different trends that are shown um, to a youngster and they'll see what gets the likes, what gets all the love and then they're like, well, that fuck, that's right. It's not just when we were like, oh, that pleased that person or that, were, that worked to, to seem to get me more popular and stuff and then you've got that idea. They've kind of gone, scroll on the phone and see... Yeah, that works. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do that. Or I'm gonna be like this and and get the likes rolling. In it's, it's a different, different point Perfect of view. Perfect example is what we do for a living. You know mm. what I mean? Put up a photo after a win. You can look at one person's comment, right? Yo, you're a freak, man. Not great work, blah yeah. blah blah. You lose the next week. Mm. Put a photo up. You're a spastic man. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Doing this, blah blah blah. Yeah. Same person. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. That like, happens. Yeah, yeah. 
and and you're out there like as a kid growing up, you're trying to please that person who's just yeah. bagged you. Well, that's not genuine. No, you know what I mean. So I think that we've got a problem in today's world where we read comments and 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 it's hard not to. And you do take offence to them. You read them, yeah. and, like you don't want to be called shit. Yeah, that, you know that I mean? one out of thirty. That's one negative. out of thirty, but you think you've got to please people yeah. or worry about likes or comments or. Mm. Nah, that shit yeah. doesn't matter. You've almost got to find your kind of governance on that, like your your measure of what you're going to look at, what you're not going to look yeah. at. Um, I think um, Kanye's, it's way off topic, but Kanye's message he, he put out a while ago was having a debate with the creator of Instagram about um, having an option not to show your following. Yeah, that's good, that, isn't it? You know what I mean? That's to good, hide the, the bullshit. And the likes as and well. the likes, just hide, hide all that. that that stuff that everyone compares himself mm. to, right? There's, you, there's no way to do that, is there? Especially there's people absolutely no who, way. who are on those networks not doing it for those reasons. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just want to interact with your family yeah, yeah. or, you know what I mean, put your hobby up on on the screen mm. and, you know what I mean? Is it, I mean, that, that is a good side of it. It's like the interactions, like you might you might put this video up now or you might put a photo up and then you get a mate from three years ago who says, oh, mate, yeah, I like what you're saying. Yeah. Interact it's, you in that way. Especially and in a different country too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, interacting with family back home, seeing what they're up to. Like, yeah. They're the positive things. They're the work. That's the real worth yeah. in it, isn't it? But there should be an option where to get rid of all the bullshit and the Death comparing all. side of things. And You know what I mean? Like, oh, if you could only – I could sit here and talk to you about so many things that, that I feel that need to be implemented in the world at the moment and – we can sit here and talk forever, but what like, that's what we should be learning in, in primary schools and high schools. And yeah, no, about, no. Instead of everything that there's some benefits that we need to learn, and there's there's some big things that need to be implemented in there, and and these are one of the, the things that we need to do is preparing people for for real life shit. For sure, like the um, so with mentality now, I'm wanting to go and do. We've got a patron page, um, <clears throat> so we 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 get sponsors and stuff. As long as I I um, appreciate the sponsor and I see real value in them and and, and kind of appreciate what they do, their service, um, then we then we then we take them on board and we give them a shout out, give them a boost. Um, but we've got a patron page where it's patreon.com forward slash mentality if everyone, anyone wants to look at it but it's basically what we want to do like the services that we want to offer that we want to look to kind of put out there and you kind of mentioned there like going into schools and implementing some of this stuff like for me going into a school and, and talking about values oh. talking about we've mentioned it before the fact that you can go outside and, and feel better present moment whether it's meditation um, don't have to be meditation sitting down and, and following your breath it could be Going and training and being in the in the flow state, like I said, moving have out of your head. Yeah, have a dance, exactly. You know I mean? And just even to have that education then is so important because it's in the mind then. They might not think straight away that when they do it, but it might take them two years, three years or whatever to kind of pick up other stuff, be open and receptive to other stuff. Well mate, I, I still don't know my times tables. You know what I mean? Yeah. It takes you years to to implement something. Exactly. I mean? But if you you trigger someone and a, a child's mind into a passion, like you Every, everyone does things out of passion. Yeah. You know what I mean? That you really, like everyone will want to do things for passion. Like you want to be your own boss mm. in something that you're passionate about. You know what I mean? Everyone wants to work for their passion. If you yeah. can trigger a child's mind in primary school to do something that they're passionate about, 
and by implementing sure. something like this and having a dance and showing them that, oh, how good is this? I can yeah. actually, I can continue to do this. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, taking that into a school, it might not just help the child, it could help the teacher that's listening in the corner. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Like everyone's going through things, even if they're, they're kids or, or they're adults and it, it just, there needs to be um, a curriculum there for Definitely. For, for, um, it's PE, for isn't it? It's physical education. It's physical as it may hit. So it could be mental education. You don't you just don't know. And and maybe that that's that's something that gets taken up over the next Let's do few it. years. We can do it, mate. Do if it, you want to look at we'll it. We'll start our own mental health college. Yeah. Boom. Mate. Yeah, we're on Listen, there. James, get some Jordan Peterson. Out <laughs> yeah. There. That's Joe it. Mate. That's it. I'm like I'm, I'm looking at degrees now, mate, to, for psychology and yeah. mate, I started it. I started yeah. psychology. Oh, did you? Yeah. Mm. Just wasn't up Over to it. Yet. Yeah, it <laughs> wasn't up to it, mate. There was so much going on, yeah. and, but passionate. I was passionate about it. Yeah. And, um, especially with um the um the field I wanted to get into, I didn't want to be a hypocrite. Mm. I wanted to have some education behind me before moving into it. But mate, if yeah, yeah. if I stress it, you should get into that. Yeah, that's it, mate. It's. I mean, like I say, it's time, and it's. I kind of we launched mentality now, and it's taking me there and everywhere with time wise and. Um, but you but can educate I, I on do you, wanna, mate. That's the, the biggest sure. thing, and that's that's why I'm, I'm yeah. proud of you, and I'm happy with everything that you're doing because, like, I listen to podcasts to educate myself, and mm. that's what this does for people too. Yeah, you're, you're educating without, um, with that saving yourself from that that time outside mm. of things to to really put it together, and it's yeah, it's going great. Cheers, mate. I think that is one thing as well. You said about triggering a passion or kind of finding that, you know, you, you kind of explore it, don't you? You know, in your early 20s, um, you kind of explore different things and, and try different things, but I definitely think I'm lucky to have, have found that. Um, and obviously, mentality is a vehicle to do it, just as rugby is to, to for me to play rugby. So passion, I'm looking at it. It's yeah. all about the passion. You and this, this is my happy place when yeah. I'm not running on a field um, and training outside with you boys currently. I can come and speak to you like this. And have a really good chat. Um, so it's it is it is passion, mate, and it's and it's brilliant. Um, is there anything that that you want to talk about that you want to mention for anyone to have a look or at what you're doing? Or, uh, mate, I think we we did we touched on everything that that's going on with in my world at the moment. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm the same as you, and like I'll definitely get into this space um, sooner rather than later. Um, there's so much knowledge out there that I want to intake mm. and then put out there as well. And yeah. um, the, the programs that we've got going is the, the move out of your head that's yeah. going to get off the ground again and um, we'll, we'll, we'll kickstart it over here yeah. um, and get into that field. Mm. Um, rugby League's taking care of itself. Um, obviously, we we want to get back on the horse yeah, and, we'll and keep charging forward, but it's like everything. you just got to go through tough times and, and grow through them and we'll come through the other end. Um but uh, yeah, mate. No, it's um, you've you've knocked it all on the head here. It's it's been great. I just want to nice. thank you. It's been excellent. Boom, loved it, mate. Champion. Cheers, brother. Thank you, sir. You're good, man. Aren't you? You're good, fella.